Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to Better Health While Aging, a podcast that gives you strategies and information about improving the health and well-being of older adults. We discuss common health problems that affect people over age 60, the best ways to prevent and manage those problems, and we also often address common concerns and dilemmas that come up with aging parents and other older loved ones, like what to do if you're worried about falls or safety or memory, or even the quality of an older person's health care. I'm your host, Dr. Leslie Kernison. I'm a practicing geriatrician, so that means I'm a medical doctor specialized in geriatrics, which is the art and science of modifying healthcare so that it works better for older people and for their families. Today's episode is about what to do if you've gotten worried about an aging parent and are trying to figure out if they need help or what to do next. We get so many questions about this that I've created a video covering the warning signs to check for and better ways to talk to your aging parent about your concerns. So this episode is the audio for that video. You can listen right here, or if you wanna watch the subtitled video, which does have some visuals highlighting the key points, you can visit the show notes page where the video is embedded. Thanks for listening, and here it is. And in this video, I wanna address a super common concern that people ask me about all the time, which is what to do if you have an aging parent and you've become worried about them, especially if you're noticing worrisome changes in a parent who's up to date, been pretty independent and doing pretty well, and you're now thinking that your parent needs some kind of help or needs to make some kind of changes. So this is a super common situation. And um, now what do I mean by worrisome changes? So there are lots of ways that aging parents can worry their adult children, but often what people ask me about or get worried about are things like noticing changes in memory or their parent looking frailer or maybe having some falls, maybe having trouble with driving or maybe finances, or maybe sometimes it's just this nagging feeling that they seem less able or less with it than before. Um, So if you have found yourself worried about this, then chances are you've tried to bring it up with your aging parent or maybe with other family members. And often people find that it doesn't go as well as they had hoped. And so people often find it really hard to move forward because on one hand, um, it can be hard to know just what to do. And sometimes it's hard to know whether what you're seeing is a normal aging or not and whether it's worth worrying about or not. Uh, and then the other challenge is that often um, the aging parent is resistant or reluctant to talk about it or acknowledge it or make the changes that their family thinks that they should make. So people often find themselves in this kind of stuck spot for a while. Um, And I don't want you to stay stuck. As a geriatrician, I have helped lots of families uh, through this. I've had training, I've had experience. And in this video, I wanna share with you what I know. I wanna help you get unstuck by teaching you a step-by-step process that I have worked out. It's based on the process that I was using initially myself for patients that I was evaluating, and then I made a version of it for families, and I now teach it to families. So I want to teach you a step-by-step process that you can use to figure out what's going on with your aging parents and how you can help. 
And what I'm gonna teach you in this video is also going to help you reduce the conflicts and arguments with your aging parent about your concerns. So if you're gonna be visiting your aging parent anytime soon, or maybe you just visited them and you're worried thinking, what am I going to do? Uh, this video is for you and I'm excited to share this helpful information with you. And specifically in this video, here is what I'm going to go through. First of all, I'm going to tell you the most important thing to stop doing right away in case you've been doing it, which many people have. And I'm going to then take you through what to do instead and why. I'm going to go over three types of problems that I do recommend you um, check your parent's situation for. And I'll go over specific signs that you can look for or work with your siblings to check for. Um, then I'm gonna talk about the better way to talk to your parent about this, a way that's gonna generate more understanding and solutions to move forward instead of keeping you stuck in conflict. And then I'm gonna finish with some suggestions on how you can put together everything that you find out. So let's start with what to stop doing. In my experience, when people get worried about an aging parent, they start to do a lot of explaining to their parent. They start to explain why they're concerned, explain why they think their parent should change this or that, explain um, why maybe their parent needs to get more help. And those explanations, um, which are often coming from a place of us trying to get our parent to understand something that we either want them to understand us and our concerns or we want them to understand what we see as the situation. That tends to not be productive and to go nowhere. So what you want to do initially is think about how you've been talking to your parent about this. And if you have been trying to explain to them, get them to understand, get them to agree, I want you to let that go for right now. So stop trying to get them to do something or understand something. We are gonna come back to potentially trying to get them to change things eventually, but now is not the time to do it. And families find that once they stop focusing on those explanations, it makes it possible to do a lot more things. And the truth is that even though you're worried about your parent and you wanna take action, right now it's really too soon to take action. Uh, so instead, what I recommend you do is spend some time on what I'm going to teach you in this video, which is called taking stock. And that means spending some time um, finding out uh, what is going on and what specifically you are dealing with. And we do that through looking for certain specific things, and I'm going to take you through what to look for. And the other aspect of taking stock is to learn more about how your parent sees the situation and how they feel about it. So people's usual approach is they notice something concerning, they wanna jump in and make it better. But what we wanna do is when we notice something concerning, we wanna take a deep breath and we wanna say, let me first take stock. Let me gather information through observations and talking to other. Let me talk to my parent with the aim of listening and understanding them before I try to get them to understand me. And then after we do that, still before we take action, then we would take AIM, which means look into the options um, for addressing whatever came up when you did your investigation and taking stock, what are kind of the known better ways to help an older person with whatever uh, was observed or came up. And then after that, we can put it all together into taking action. So another way you can think of it is that you first wanna go through a detective phase then you wanna go through a research phase and then you put it all together into a taking action phase. Now, um, 
For the rest of this video, I'm gonna focus on the taking sock part, what is most useful and important for you to be looking for during your detective phase. Um, if you want to go into more depth um, on the steps afterwards, taking aim and taking action, I do have a book that I wrote uh, because so many people <laughs> I see being stuck in this stage. It's called When Your Aging Parent Needs Help, a geriatrician step-by-step -step guide. Um, and uh, I'll have a link to it in the, the description. So there'll be more information there. But now we're gonna focus again on how do we find out more about what's happening with our aging parent and how our aging parent sees it and sees their life in general. So let's first start with what exactly is going on. So this is like the observational data gathering part uh, of this. And generally, I recommend people check for three kinds of problems. The first is, are there any signs of problems with memory or thinking? Um, and the reason for this is because um, not every older adult who is worrying their family is having memory or thinking problems, but especially as people get into their um, 80s and 90s, it's fairly common. And it's really important that we not miss that if that's happening, because on one hand, it's going to change the way we talk to the older person. Uh, and it also changes a little bit the scope of how involved we can get. The truth of the matter is that people have um, the right to live their lives in ways that make their families uncomfortable. They have the right to not do things that are good for their health. Uh, and lots of older adults might choose to do this. And they do have a right to do this, provided they are actually uh, what you know colloquially is called in their right mind. Uh, in my profession, we would call it, uh, you know, having capacity, mental capacity to make those kinds of uh, decisions. So I always, when I hear about an older person who's worrying their families, I always want to find out, are there signs of memory or thinking problems um, so that we know whether we're going to go down that route or not, or potentially if it's unclear, and often it isn't, then we want to really see how we can push to get a good evaluation for what might be affecting the older person's memory and thinking. So that's one of the three types of things we want to check for. Um, the next uh, type of problem that um, you'll want to check for are what kind of specific daily life tasks is your aging parent having difficulty with, or are they having difficulty with any of them? And so I'll go into what those are um, in a moment, in my profession, we call them activities of daily living and instrumental activities of daily living. And identifying when an older person is having trouble with that, um, one, if they are having difficulty, we want to find out why. Is it a problem with memory or thinking? Is it a problem with physical health? But it also points the way towards like what kind of help or supports do they need to remain as independent as possible and as active in their life as possible. So. We'll talk about um, specifics that you can check for there. And then the third kind of problem to check for are safety problems. Like, and in a moment, I'll take you through the short list of safety problems that I'm usually checking for. Are any of these safety problems occurring? Again, if they are, then it becomes a little bit more important potentially to step in. So these are all things that you find out not by asking your parents so much, although you might a little bit, but really that you can find out just by knowing what to observe for and look for. So get out a piece of paper and take some notes. And if you've been worried about your parent, these are things you can check for next time you visit them or spend time with them. So 
Let me now take you through uh, a few details on each of them, checking memory and thinking. Let me start off by saying that the idea here is not that you're going to attempt to diagnose your parent with some kind of condition affecting their memory or thinking. Um, that's not the goal. The goal is for you to learn what is considered concerning or warning sign, what is more than normal aging or what should not be considered normal aging, and what should be brought to the attention of a health provider, preferably one who has experience um, in evaluating these kinds of, of problems. And I will say that a lot of general practitioners um, have told families that something is normal or just aging when geriatricians and neurologists and people who are experts would disagree. So it's good for you to do your own research and know. Um, and, um, and when you know how to identify these, you can bring them to the attention of a health provider and you can speed along the process of your parent getting an evaluation if it seems like that is indicated. Um, so what is normal with aging? I find a lot of people are not sure. Uh, so what is normal is for things to slow down a little bit, but they should still work. So um, what's normal is a decline in mental processing speed and inflexibility. So that means it might take older people a little bit more time to think about something or to figure it out. It's also normal as people get older for them to have more trouble focusing in busy or distracting uh, environment. So if you did want to have a talk about can they still manage the big old family home with all the steps, you wouldn't want to do that in a busy restaurant where there was lots of noise and things going on. Somewhere quiet where there aren't distractions is going to be better for your parent. It's also normal for it to take increased time and practice to learn a new skill. Um, but these slowdowns should not be significant enough to keep people from doing their daily life tasks, to keep them from doing things like grocery shopping and making meals, assuming they have made meals earlier in their life, uh, or doing uh, their finances. Um, what's also uh, not normal is to have a poor short-term memory. I have people tell me this. Oh yeah, my parents fine, they just have, you know, really bad short-term memory, but that's normal for their age. That is not normal at uh, any age. So other things that should not be considered normal and that you would want to notice are things like um, delusions, believing things that other people uh, don't believe to be true, um, or hallucinations, seeing things that other people don't see, sometimes hearing things that other people don't hear. Um, or new paranoia or suspicion. This is something else that people often ask me about when a parent starts accusing other people of taking their things, of stealing, of being out to get them, that's concerning. Um, another thing that's concerning is when people repeat themselves a lot, like repeating the same question or story uh, in the same encounter. Um, personality changes are also you know, something that should be noticed and brought to the attention of other people. So somebody who's historically um, been kind of quiet, becoming really outspoken or vice versa. Um, losing interest in activities um, that they used to enjoy, that would be concerning, uh, or if they seem unable to enjoy activities that they used to enjoy. Uh, difficulty managing finances, that's concerning too, or daily struggles with memory and thinking. So some, those are some of the top ones. I actually have a longer list of um, 21 right now in a cheat sheet that I created to help people 
um, check for worrisome signs and behaviors that could indicate problems with memory or thinking and that probably should be evaluated by a doctor. So um, I'll be making another video that goes over those and that cheat sheet is also available as part of my book if you want to learn more about that. Um, so how do you actually do this? Check on your parents' memory or thinking. Um, so I think what you need is some kind of list of what to check for. So you could take notes on what I was just saying here. And then you want to observe your parent and just ask yourself, well, so that worrisome sign, am I seeing it uh, sometimes, often, or never? And if there is a worrisome sign or behavior, you want to ask yourself, when did it start? So this is something that you can do yourself discreetly when you're visiting your parents, um, or you can look over the list after you've spent time with your parent and ask yourself, did you notice any of that? I also recommend talking to others who regularly interact with your parent, like another sibling, or um, if your parent is living with your, your other parent or a spouse, you could check with that person. Um, I think in general, it's a good idea to be discreet and somewhat diplomatic uh, at this stage. It puts a lot of people on edge if they feel like their children or family members are questioning their mental um, uh, abilities. Uh, you should also know that it's actually really common for older adults to be having some difficulty with memory and thinking and seem to be completely unaware or vehemently deny it when um, it's uh, brought up. So. If you're noticing that, know that you're not alone. That is super common. That's a good thing to make note of um, and keep in mind as you move forward later on as well. Let's now move on to the second uh, type of issue that we want to be checking parents for if we've been worried, and that is what are they having difficulty with? So how are they doing with daily life, um, excuse me, daily life tasks, also known as activities of daily living and instrumental activities of daily living? So. Uh, what these terms mean. The way I think of it is that the activities of daily living, the ADLs, are like the skills you learn in early childhood. So um, there are things like getting dressed, uh, using the toilet and managing your continence issue, feeding yourself, walking, um, bathing also counts, and then you know what we call grooming, which is shaving if you're a man, fixing your hair, whatever was kind of normal uh, for that person. Are they still doing it to the same degree? And then the instrumental activities of daily living, or IADLs, are what I think of as the teenager skills. So these are higher level um, skills that usually we learn uh, when we're teenagers and that are required to live independently as adults. So they are things like managing finances, managing transportation, uh, food shopping and meal preparation, um, dealing with communication technologies such as the phone, the mail, and now probably email as well. Um, managing home maintenance. Managing medications also is usually considered an IADL, and many older adults do have medications that they have to manage as well. So if you've been worried about your parents, then I would encourage you to look at how are they handling those various life tasks and which specific things do you see them struggling with? Because that later on will be really useful information if you are trying to get them help in the home or if you are trying to get them evaluated by a health provider. So then the third group of things that we wanna check for are safety issues. Now here, what I encourage people to think about is what things are you actually observing happening? Um, especially focus on that. I mean, the truth is that as people get older, they become at risk for all kinds of things. 
uh, and we can get really worried about the risks, but really focusing on what are actual incidents that are happening. So I often think of them in a couple groups. So memory related ones that I think about would include wandering, forgetting the stove on, uh, or having really flagrant safety awareness that is often putting them in uh, a physical danger, you know, like walking into the road and not noticing that there's traffic coming. Um, then there are driving related uh, safety issues, um, which I would consider things like accidents, really close calls, getting lost driving, having many um, tickets, um, passengers becoming so worried they don't want to ride with the person. Then uh, there are finance-related safety issues like unpaid bills, falling for scams, and actually losing money, um, or signs of somebody financially exploiting the person and um, taking their money or taking advantage of them. For living situation-related safety issues, uh, a common one would be dangerous amounts of uh, clutter, especially if somebody has fallen or gotten hurt um, because of that. For medication-related safety issues, uh, not taking medications as directed or having medications pile up, having difficulty uh, affording them. And then uh, I think of a couple health um, ones such as frequent falls, frequent visits to the emergency room, and um, repeated hospitalizations. I would consider those like real safety red flags. So that pretty much is the detective observational work that I recommend you do. So again, it's checking for signs of memory and thinking problems. It's asking yourself what daily life tasks are they having difficulty with in terms of activities of daily living and instrumental activities of daily living. And then there is uh, safety issues. Um, are any uh, safety incidents actually happening? And you can go through my little list if you wanna check. Now let's move on to the other part of this taking stock phase. So we've done our observational detective work and the next part, which is really important, is the interviewing detective work, the part where you get your parents' take. It's really important to take a step back and ask yourself, what is my aging parents' perspective on these things? And in case you're wondering, this is something that I, as a geriatrician, always do before I make recommendations to an older patient. I try to get their perspective on the issue and I try to find out how they see it and what they are most concerned about. So you'll wanna have a conversation or more likely a series of conversations with your parent. And what you'll wanna do is make your focus listening and understanding them instead of trying to be understood by them or trying to persuade them of something. The idea is to get their take on whatever it is that has been con uh, concerning you. Um, so first of all, are they aware of it? And second of all, how do they see it? Do they see it as a big deal, not that big a deal? And what are their concerns and desires when uh, it comes to this? What do they want most? So through this kind of listening conversation, a couple things are gonna happen. One is that you're gonna gain really useful information by finding out how your parent sees the issue that has been worrying you so much. I mean, even if they see it as a non-issue or can't remember that they did things that other people observed and is really worrisome, that's really useful information. And also, if you're able to listen to them and help them feel heard and understood, that's going to increase a sense of connection between you and them. That's going to increase your relationship capital, and that's going to make it easier for you 
to take action later on. So let me now give you a couple specific tips on how to have these conversations. I think there are kind of two openers that you can use. One is to start off with a broad one, which is kind of like, how are things these days? Or how's the house? Just see what they say. And then afterwards say, tell me more. Hmm, how do you feel about that? See what bubbles up. The other is that if there's a specific issue you're worried about, I would not have a conversation when you go into all your concerns and justify why you're concerned. But you can start off by just saying, I notice, and you insert a very specific observation. Like, I heard from the neighbor that you had some trouble getting home while driving the other day and seemed to get lost for a bit. I was wondering if you could tell me more about that. Or, I noticed your fender is dented. I was wondering if you could tell me more about that. Or, I noticed that there seemed to be some unpaid bills. I was wondering if you could tell me more about that. Just one little observation, see what they say. And once they get started, you use open-ended phrases like, tell me more, or hmm, how do you feel about that? And so again, the idea is to really get a sense of their take on it. And also hopefully find out what are their concerns or fears or desires about it, right? If your parent is realizing they're having some accidents, um, they may be worried about what are they going to do if they can't drive. And we want to create the space for them to voice that and potentially explore what they might see as possible solutions uh, and also validate that worry and frustration that it might be causing them. So uh, a few more tips to help you with these conversations. Um, for many people, they find that having a one-on-one -on -one conversation is better than like the squad of siblings facing the parent, you know, to uh, interview the parent. Uh, it often takes more than one conversation. This is something that people find that if they kind of chip at it. Um, also, just be alert listening to your parent. If they bring something up, like a complaint or something, that's an opportunity to sort of ask them to tell you more and get a perspective on it. Uh, if your parent does get upset or defensive for some reason, back off, come back to it later. Um, and when they're upset, try to not explain away they're upset, but again, think about how can you provide some empathy and validation. It's also really important to not argue if their version of reality is different than what's been observed. You want to make note of that disconnect. It's really important, but um, don't try to correct their reality. It's, it generally doesn't work. It just creates more conflict, and it, it's not going to help you uh, learn more about them or implement the changes that they might need. So again, the focus is to better understand their fears and desires. And those are the key points for taking stock. So in short, if you've been worried about your aging parent, you've noticed some concerning changes, and you're not sure what to do next, remember, one, stop arguing or trying to explain or trying to get them to change something. And instead, take a step back and become a detective. Take stock of the situation. Spend some time gathering the facts on the ground and spend some time having some nice conversations with your parent where you're going to try to learn more about them and get their perspective. This can actually be a really nice opportunity to connect with your parents and learn more about how their life is right now, what's most important to them, what they want, their dreams, their fears, so that you can later have this foundation that's going to allow you to step in and be more effective in assisting them if that is what they need. And 
the truth is that if you've gotten worried about your aging parent, you are probably at the beginning of this journey that they're going to go through as their life changes and you're going to accompany them on it. And I will tell you right now, it is usually not going to be your job to fix everything for them. Um, one, it's very hard to do. And two, it's not necessarily what serves them and your relationship best. What your parent actually needs most of all from you right now is your presence and you accompanying them on this journey. And so this taking stock process is meant to help you prepare for that and get going on that. So I hope that this video has been helpful. Again, if you would like to know more, um, I am going to try to make a video soon about those 21 signs to look for if you're worried about memory or thinking, because I know that's a super common concern. Otherwise, they are all in the book. And with that, I'm going to wrap this up. Thank you so much for watching. If you liked this video, please go ahead and subscribe. We'll be, um, I plan to make more videos about helping aging parents and also about some other common age-related concerns. Come visit us at Better Health While Aging. And uh, lastly, thank you so much for what you're doing for your aging parents and older loved ones. We geriatricians couldn't do what we do without you. So we'll be seeing you in the next video. And with that, I'm going to wrap up this episode of Better Health While Aging. If you have any questions about something you heard in this episode, you can post it on the show notes page for the episode. I'll also be posting some links to some of the resources that I mentioned in the episode. To find the show notes, visit betterhealthwhileaging.net and click podcast in the main menu at the top. Last but not least, if you've been enjoying the podcast, don't forget to support us by subscribing on iTunes and if you've already done that, please leave a rating and review. This makes it easier for others to discover our show in iTunes, and I would love for the many people who are interested in health or aging or family caregivers to be able to find it and give it a chance. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Dr. Leslie Kernison, and I'm looking forward to you joining us for future episodes.